Okay. So start. Go ahead. Oh, oh, were you waiting for that? Um, so on this wonderful day in February, we are talking about Oscar snubs. And so wait a minute, before we do that, okay. can we just welcome people to the pod, oh, pod, right. to the podcast? <laughs> Say that again. Can we welcome people to the podcast? Let's, let's, okay. okay, let's welcome people to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, people. <laughs> this is the FIU Film Studies Podcast. I am Dr. Andrew Strakarski, the director of the FIU Film Studies Program. And we have a number of other uh, wonderful people who, are, who will be sharing conversation and tea with you today. <laughs> tea and uh, also Snorlax is part of this podcast. Um, I am holding Snorlax. Uh, he's my suppo- emotional support animal. And my name is Fada, the slut positive film ho. I am Matthew, one of one of the interns for the film studies program. Hi, I'm Emily, also one of the interns. Hello, I'm Julia, back again. Now President Peanut. Yes. B- yay. <laughs> so before before we get underway, I just have a quick announcement that this coming Sunday at seven PM, the doors open for our Oscar, Oscar watch, watch party. party. So Hi. if you uh, are are listening and in the Miami area, <laughs> South Florida area, South Florida, you're South Florida, you're invited. Absolutely <laughs> on the on the FIU MMC campus. It's in the Graham Center, room one forty seven seven p.m. Or doors. Please yes. please come. We will have a red carpet, Ooh. photo booth. Prizes, games, um, just the whole, just the whole. What prizes? Tell us about the prizes. You have, you'll have opportunities to win movie passes, snacks, movie snacks, um, (laughs) and various other kinds of delectables. So bring your friends. (laughs) Yes. Bring a whole group. Let's have fun because, because it's the Oscars. Because it's the Oscars. And what's more Oscars? Than complaining about the Oscars. Yes. <laughs> so that's what we're. That's what our focus will be today. So to begin our to begin our complaints, um, I believe <laughs> I believe Fada has outlined a, a, a few approaches for us. Yes. Um, I'd like to start in a lot of places, but uh, so that we can focus and channel our criticism. Um, some notable snubs that we wanted to start with, just to get warmed up, are Midsummer. Um, I believe Matt has seen it. I have. And um, what do you think it it was snubbed for? Cinematography, definitely. It was just like such a like beautiful film to watch, and it was like I don't know. I've never seen a movie that can make something look so beautiful, but then also can take that same intensity and apply it to something really grotesque and like uh, horrifying. Yeah. And so I think I think for that like it just all this like the saturation that they have in it it works so perfectly for for a horror movie because since it is during the day yeah it takes place during the day mostly it needs Props something to that right yeah like, because normally normally like horror movies they'll they'll do out. it at night yeah and then that's that adds a level of like um, discomfort and mm-hmm. un, like you you feel unsettled right but this movie takes the complete opposite you have this like saturation. And you're like, wow, why is everything so vivid? And and it's sort of freaking you out. And then when you then when you apply that to some of the like shock factor that they have, it's equally as as I guess it's shocking. Visceral, yeah. 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 Would you say that like the the gorgeousness of it, like the saturation, 
as is is attractive is magnetic, so that's what, that's how it works to like pull you into the horror aspect. Or like, yeah, tell me more about like that that dynamic between like the gorgeous and the grotesque that that the film explores. Well, yeah, I mean, in the cinematography, if you've seen Hereditary, it's Ari Aster's really he's just so good at making you uncomfortable in the, in the most like unconventional ways and he, and, he, and he worked with the same cinematographer on on hereditary Paga, uh, pa, pa, pavel pogorzelski yeah 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 so i mean you just it it's an interesting way to look at like like a horror film i mean there's no i've never seen a horror it's original horror it's film. creative yeah so it definitely got snubbed for cinematography do you think um the the film Hereditary should have. I mean, did it? I don't know the the history behind the. I really don't know work. either. I don't, but I I know for a fact that this was Midsummer was for sure yeah. snubbed for cinematography. Yeah, just... for the, yeah, that's like that's to me is like one of the <clears throat> big ones. I'll, I I agree with you, uh, uh, Matt. That 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 was um, unfortunate. The 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 set as you're talking about the saturation in those scenes, the shooting with natural light was just a technical feat that was amazing. Uh, I thought that the ways that the brightly lit scenes balanced against those early scenes where everything was very, you know, shadowy and the use of, of course, a lot of artificial light, the colors just jumped. I know that some of the coloring is done, is is post-production work, but I mean, the way that the colors just jumped from the camera and as you talked about the saturation in the the summer scenes, was just a, it was just a real... You know, it was a real feat in cinematography. I think. Mm-hmm. What what what's the competition for for cinemat- cinematographic? So snubs? so 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 I mean, the Lighthouse is also nominated in that category, and to me, that is the other film that was really stunning in terms of the actual camera work this year. Um, and then the other cinematography choices are, you know, they're fine to me, but I don't see anything particularly well i guess i shouldn't say that that to me the lighthouse is the other one that, that, that where the cinematography really stood out okay so like for the ones that actually got nominated for cinematography can we go over sure there are the irishman joker the lighthouse 1917 and once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. those so are the nominees from those okay so um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Joker, what else? Irishman. Irishman. And The Lighthouse. And The Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So out of those five slots, what do you think are from those that are like currently standing, which one is like the straw man? Which is the weakest? Which is the, the weakest? weakest of, the, of those, of that group. So that we could have made room for both Midsommar and Lighthouse. Well, Lighthouse is, Lighthouse. is actually a Yeah, place. Lighthouse oh, is there. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. I guess... Who could have, yeah, who's the weakest link there so that we could have fit in Midsummer? I did not see 1917, and I did not see, um, well, I did see The Irishman, but I feel like I the only one on that list that I didn't see actually was 1917, and I feel like The Irishman, for me, didn't need to be there. Yeah. It didn't didn't pop out to me. Maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. What Neither about, were. what do you think Emily? Emily has feelings. Uh, cinematography um, def- is like the biggest, like strong point of 1917, I think. So I don't think it's the weakest man okay. on there. Right. I and agree. that's, and yeah. Roger Deakins is, I mean, if he's going to, if he's shooting something, he's going to get a nomination, you know? So it's just like, okay. yeah. So it's a, an assumption. He has to be on Right. I mean, yeah. he's, he's like one of the best cinematographers at working 
mm-hmm. today, you know. And I mean, I think he deserved the. I, I, he didn't deserve it just for his reputation. Mm-hmm. I thought he deserved the nomination for mm-hmm. 1917. It I, was really I, well done. It I was. really enjoyed yeah. all those yeah. really like long shots, kind of mimicking just like a one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, some people will disagree with me on this, but I, but to me, the Joker was the was the weakest in terms yeah. of cinematography. And watching that film, yeah, I just felt eager. like I felt like it was it was it was a you know a photographer who who got a brand new fancy lens kit and was just trying out all of his different lenses, and so there's a sort of visual mishmash that mm-hmm. ends up happening in the film. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean that can that there can be reasons to do that, but to me it just felt like oh now I'm shooting through a telephoto lens because I have, and now we're going to cut and it's the same shot through a wide lens, and now we're going to you know and <laughs> well, it's just like yeah. let's, here's a bunch of different camera angles and. It just, it just didn't. I can understand the idea of, well, it's someone who's got a disturbed mind, and so the visual incoherence right. is kind of like right. mimicking that. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, it didn't. It just felt excessive to me, personally. For Joker, the cinematography didn't really stand out to me mm-hmm. at all in well, any sense. That brings me to like my bigger concern, which is that um, there should be definitely. It seems like when you give like men <laughs> like a bunch of money mm-hmm. and they can just buy a bunch of toys mm-hmm. like they're just gonna like use it all like not like artistically or craftfully so like sh- shouldn't should we not have maybe like a, a budget cap um because that creates you have to be more like selective and you have to be more creative with your tools instead of like well can i talk about a snub in cinematography so indie yes. film yeah. waves okay is an indie film obviously doesn't have the amount of, i want to find out how much money actually i'll it, find it out it had. um because there's cin- the cinematography in that was like you can tell um it had like we have one camera vibe like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like yeah. um there is it the scene the the movie opens with this scene where they're in a car and they do a like uh 360 turn um, while they're driving down the John Shula, uh, or no, the Julia Tuttle, and they yeah. they do this three sixty turn inside the car from what it's like the, like the armrest, yeah. like that's where it looks like it's coming from, Whoa. and it's just so cool, and you can tell. I mean, they're going like the the fun they're part fast. is they're going like ninety miles right. an hour, um, and you see the two teenagers are in the car, and it's just it's, it kind of sets the tone for oh we're doing things like this in this movie. Um, and the the cinematography in that uh, is is just so cool, and and lots of other things. I think it's snubbed for a lot of technical categories. Cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did they have when they were shooting that three sixty shot? I don't know how filmmaking is done, but did they have like a stabilizer, or was it just? I I don't know. I I don't know the and that was the first thing. Yeah. So uh, I went to a screening with the director was there, and and then he ended up leaving before a Q and A. But that was the first thing I was gonna yeah. ask because I I don't know, and I couldn't find anything, any, any articles that talked yeah. about that. But it it was weird because it felt like uh, you know they start on the start on the driver, move to the passenger, and then do uh, you know keep going to the back of the car, and then they come back, and it it feels like that doesn't make sense because yeah. where the camera would be, mm-hmm. you 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 can see where the camera would be in yeah. the so it doesn't make sense. So right. I don't know how they did that, but it was cool. Yeah, um, and then it you know the the aspect ratio was it was a big prominent thing throughout the thing like um throughout the whole film it uh-huh. changed mm-hmm. based on tension did you, but um did you feel like it was effective in, in oh yeah that effect oh yeah, yeah. there i mean it, that was the craziest part i that was one of the biggest parts of the movie the movie had a clear point halfway through where things change 
Uh, and then you realize, wow, the aspect ratio has gotten smaller mm-hmm. the whole time. And then on the half point, it starts to get bigger. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it reflects a, a big change in the movie. Um, I Yeah, that, that movie. See, there's just experimental stuff like that that's, like, so innovative, right? Or sounds and feels like it, mm-hmm. it affects your experience. But then, which is the point of cinematography, right? It's just, right. like, how the camera is engaging with the content is the way that the viewer also engages with the content. Mm-hmm. So. The the plot of the movie also is very simple. Um, it's it's engaging and it's um, triggering, but it's simple. When you you look at it, it's just a it's a story about teenagers. Um, what makes the movie very cool is that they they did so much to make your experience creative. And I I think you're kind of like you're watching it. And you're kind of like obviously this is an indie film mm-hmm. um, because they're like kind of over over um, compensating for. Right. For like their like lack of budget and like the fact that their set is like Miami and like <laughs> like you know like not the cool person. Yeah. Miami. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I the it's considered a musical too mm-hmm. um, because it has something like forty three songs in there. Most of it is like Frank Ocean's and cool. um, it's just very very sounds, interesting. Yeah, the way they mix the sound and the lighting. Um, it's, it's very bright the whole time. There's, they, they play with lighting a lot. Um, kind of goes with the, the ratio changing. Um, so anyway, I'm talking way too much about waves, but, uh, not I, at all. No, not I at all. Was, Apparently they didn't in the industry, so someone has to. <laughs> uh, yes, I think it was some for editing, sound mixing, um, cinematography and visual effects. Cool. It could have, it could have fit really good in any one of those categories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was an indie film, so, yeah. you know, um, Julia, did you get a quote on the budget? I haven't been able to find the okay. budget, but I do have what it grossed in total in the U.S., and that's only 1.7 million. Wow. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, for what I understand, you can, you can buy it now and, and watch it, but it had, it had, like, a limited release. Right, yeah. right. So, I mean, yeah. the, so that's, like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to see a budget limit placed on things. I, I mean, I understand the idea. And yet, at the same time, I I would like for there to be more consciousness of what is the cinematographer working with and how and, and how are they doing it, you know? So, you know, the Irishman, it looked fine, yeah. And I can understand, <laughs> yeah. you know, why you say, well, this looks fine, you know, and this, mm-hmm. I mean, fine, like maybe more than fine, like really good, really done, yeah. it was professionally done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I, you know, I agree with Matthew that like there's it doesn't doesn't pop right it right. doesn't have something doesn't that sort of that stands you. out it doesn't it doesn't yeah. it doesn't say achievement in cinematography yeah. to me i don't you know? know if it's the same person who is who scorsese's worked with before is it like i think michael chapman's the guy who does his cinematography right mm-hmm. i don't know if he did it in this movie but if you compare his other work like raging bull mm-hmm. that movie like in a black and white movie in the 80s mm-hmm. that was like so innovative. That oh, was yeah. something that was Prieto, like that part. R- right. Rodrigo Prieto did did the Irishman. Oh, he, yeah. he did? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Then, then I, I mean, I can't speak for him, but mm-hmm. if it was Michael Chapman, then I definitely would would say remove it because he's done much better. Mm-hmm. But he has been the lead cinematographer for Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. before. Uh, he has been associated with him. Been associated. What with else him. has he done with Scorsese? I'd like to also, while Julia's researching, mention that, like, um, so if we look at um, the Best Picture nominees, right? Mm -hmm. We have um, The Irishman. Let's let's go. Can someone? Sure. It's Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari. The Irishman. Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. 
Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Okay. It's nine. So five out of the nine films are very um, gendered in, like, a very typical, like, dominant way, which is, like, this is a bro story, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Ford versus Ferrari. Um, Irishman. Irishman. Joker. Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Arguably marriage story. So the majority, we can already, five out of nine, the majority is, is our bro films. And... Like uh, Emily wrote in the newsletter, it's just like the diversity of stories. Yes, I'm glad Parasite made it, um, but there was like some obvious snubs there. Like Hustlers was a uh, great, like moving picture that should have been there. Um, the Farewell with with Aquafina, she like did a great job, and the story itself was just like so uh, powerful for a lot of like hyphenated American identities. Um, and us, you know, was another well, not for best picture, but um, yeah, just like just to say, just room for two more like non, like uh, patriarchal films mm-hmm. <laughs> would have been nice. Um, I, I think that um, I mean, come on, Ford versus Ferrari. I, I haven't seen it yet. I promised I would go see it with my dad because I do. <laughs> I mean, I like cars. I like fast cars. I love Fast and Furious like <laughs> yeah. franchise, you know, but. If we're talking about best picture, we're talking about best story here, you know? Like, it's, like, synonymous, best picture synonymous with, like, the best, like, most well-filmed story. And the car trope, come on, okay? For, <laughs> like, for, yeah, I mean, I saw I saw for, for versus Ferrari yesterday yeah. with my dad, and I do <laughs> I do not think that it was best picture quality. It was, it was a biopic. I don't yeah. know if it's a biopic or biopic. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a biopic, and it's just not... I don't know. There was nothing about the story, even the way that they depict like the family of <clears throat> of the race car driver, who's like the main character. Yeah, it was very like sterile, and there was no like it was two dimensional. It almost felt like, and he was, and he was of all the characters, he was the most like I guess dimensioned character, yeah. and his story still felt flat. Yeah. So I mean, when you think of like real life, and you're trying to depict something that actually happened, real events, right? I don't think it did. It did the best job it could. Right. I don't think it was the best picture, like, material. Well, I'm glad that there's, yeah, more than just, like, my feelings on the types of stories that should be told, that it was, like, poorly executed, it sounds like, if it's, like, a biopic and you didn't feel attached or the reality of, of the emotions there. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, like, Dr. Shrikar's case, or Il Dottore? Um, about-, <laughs> <laughs> about what? Um, best picture, like, what does it represent, like, historically? Like, what gets best picture? That's, I mean, th- what gets best picture is, I mean, there's a, there, if, there's kind of a safe zone for, for, for best picture. I mean, usually best picture isn't, isn't going to stray too far outside of, you know, the safe zone. Um, um, it's going to be usually a drama. Um, and... A drama that is able to announce its own seriousness and also one that's usually going to have some sort of spectacle or spectacular quality. I mean, that's not that's not universal. That's not universally true. But, you know, I mean, the 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 best pictures that have usually, you know, in in recent years, especially there's been a tendency for, you know, high emphasis placed on drama, something that's spectacular, something that is not 
too far outside the mainstream, but you know, tell us a, a, a story with a, a, a little bit of quirkiness to it, like I guess. Like a little bit of an interesting you know, spin or I mean, Yeah, kind of, but sometimes not. It's, it's you know, I mean, this picture is one to always complain about, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just disappointing. Last year's Best Picture nominees, I felt, I felt it was a really interesting group of nominations last year. And this year, it just doesn't feel like an interesting group. Right. You know? No, I mean, Ford versus Ferrari is not an interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love the Irishman, yeah. it's not, okay. you know, it's not. <laughs> we have enough mobster movies, right? Right, right. right. Like, know, like yeah. how about horror? I mean, right? you, you, you've got, you've got. Midsummer, which which Matthew and I agree, you know, at least deserves cinematography. I think it deserves consideration beyond cinematography. We have The Lighthouse. I mean, we have these two horror movies that actually, it seems to me, are, were, are very interesting movies. But horror never gets nominations right. for Best Picture. And even, these days, comedy doesn't get nominations for Best Picture either. So even generically... You're talking about a very limited kind kind of set of kinds of stories that I think get nominations for Best Picture. Even Us, I think, did really well. It was a it was considered a horror, I, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. and it, and it didn't get a nomination yeah. for Best Picture, right? So yeah. yeah, I think it's like really underappreciated. Yeah, I think it's like it's almost like the nominee nominees or whatever nom- the nominations are determined by like um, how ser like like how highbrow in terms of like. Um, like you said, dramas. Right. Like, it, like, that's the only equivocation of, like, this is art, if it's a drama. But right. horror, like, as we know, like, with Parasite, can be used super artistically, mm-hmm. you know? Um, dark humor, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that Even Paris- non-dark right. humor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Ford versus Ferrari got in, like, right. you know, you should allow, like, a non-dark humor. Right, too. right. I think that's why there's this big disconnect, and uh, that, this is how I feel anyway, um, you know, between the average viewer and the Oscars, because... Um, you're not just watching dramas, and and some of the biggest movies of the year were horrors, uh, were comedies, uh, and I mean, and I don't, I, I don't know, but I mean, sometimes it's even like some of the Marvel movies, right? They're not, none of them probably are best picture nom- like um, worthy, except for like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, even then, those are not dramas. It's not a great movie. Right. Yeah. I mean. Well, let's let's focus. Like, I like that you said it. They have to be sort of spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, like stunning. Well, yeah, it's like some good, yeah. right? Which is why I think 1917 is going to yeah. win. You know, because I think it combines no, all well, of those Paris, things. But well, Parasite is a much more interesting story. Much agreed. More agreed. I agree with that. Yeah. I just don't think it'll win Best Picture. Yeah. Why? But we did Best Picture on the last podcast, right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, so, so I won't so. go into that. Um, but I also want to talk about how Hustlers was like pretty much dismissed as like a stripper pick. You know, mm-hmm. like because you can tell you can tell stories about like Italian American gangsters, but you can't <laughs> who are men, male uh, men, yeah. who are men, right? But you can't tell a a, a story a about story. A, about about a, a diverse group of women, yeah. right? Who are are hustling people, sex workers, right? Yeah, yeah sex workers people. and hustling yeah. people, right? Yeah, right. exactly. And like, um, sounds like a much interesting story. Yeah, and the, the movie, like, is about ultimately, like, sisterhood and, like, solidarity, you know? And, like, those values, why why can't we put the spotlight on those values? Because there are two... I think it also has to do with, like, um, 
like it's too transgressive to like talk like you know center so many women of color being in a position of power yeah you know yeah. and like equi- equivocating like um wall street as basically just part of the hustle like who's throwing the money and who's who's dancing you know like that's well it's nice that um, you mentioned wall street because <laughs> martin scorsese and rodrigo prieto they work together on the wolf of wall street, oh, wolf of wall street. Right. vinyl silence and the irishman so, yeah. oh right wow those are all good movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like other than The Irishman, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I don't want to say The Irishman is not a good movie because I like The Irishman a lot. So it requires a great deal of patience. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, and I'm not against Scorsese making movies either. Like, go ahead and make right. if if that's your thing, but like also don't take up all the space in the in the awards categories because like. Mm. You've 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 achieved a lot already. Like mm-hmm. make leave space for like you know mm-hmm. other films, other other directors, other actors, other. You and know? he's made such a big deal recently about these smaller f- like films and and stuff, you know, and art houses and stuff disappearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but he's here like taking right. Up here he's taking <laughs> over basically the entire Oscars so it's this a year. Slightly. Hip- hip- I, oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like I, you have to give him props about actually caring about those things. And is act- he supporting and he, and, and he, he, supporting he puts his money where films? his mouth is. Yeah. yeah. And he started the, the, the film foundation and which is, which is absolutely dedicated to preserving the history of cinema and, and doing that all of that kind funny. of work. What? Well, I mean, the history of cinema is important, right? Like, obviously, we need to... But also, the history is dominated by, like, white men. So it's like, also, you're not you're not talking about diversifying the, the industry or, well, like, saving... Well, it's, it's dominant. Well, I mean, that's also put in the hands of, like, who's, who's, I guess, documenting it because there is dominated by white men, but that doesn't mean that they're the only ones who have been making movies throughout all... Because you do have like the black the black exploitation era of like film. Is he? But but is is yeah, the Film I mean, Foundation? Well, like, that's something. Yeah, that's I mean, it's, like, it's, 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 it, it's, it does it does yeah. a lot of work with. I I'm, I'm not sure the extent to which you know the Film Foundation has funded restoration of you know African American yeah. silent films or something like that, yeah. right? I mean, there are groups that are that are obviously focused on that and doing that. There's there's a great deal of cinema history that the Film Foundation has has worked to preserve. And Martin Scorsese generally has been supportive of a fairly expansive view of cinema and the stuff that 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 he has supported over the years. I don't I don't think that I mean it's a problem that perhaps that he is over recognized within the industry at this point in time. Yeah. But I don't blame Martin Scorsese for that specifically. Yeah. Personally. Well no, he's not personally responsible. Yeah, I, mean, I like, think <laughs> the one I don't know, Martin. But um, you know, we're calling him by first names yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> we're being um, kind. <laughs> but uh, I, I think something that is on my mind ab- about him is maybe inspired by the um, Joaquin Phoenix speech that he gave at the Bafas when he talked about, um, you know, that he doesn't specifically. He talked about, um, you know, uh, not having enough diversity um, with people who actually work in on these films, uh, and saying that he doesn't he doesn't do enough to to make sure there are different people on on his sets um and it just makes me think like martin scorsese works with the same people for a lot of his films mm. and these are people with big big names and like he he has an opportunity like he can be right. he can raise people up he can leverage you these know, uses these leverage. editors and yeah. these dps can That's raise people up yeah. who, you know who are not 
who who aren't given the, the yeah. same privileges yeah. as them. Right. And he keeps using the same people. He he keeps using the same actors, and and he's putting special effects on Robert De Niro so that no one can ever take his yeah. place. That that brings up like a really interesting thing that I heard the other day um, on a it's it's called Recode Decode. It's a podcast. Um, and she was saying that in Hollywood, they were interviewing, um, whatever, the, the show The L Word, and they were talking about how Hollywood isn't a meritocracy, it's a meritocracy. And so basically, you're just looking for people, there's like almost like an unconscious bias of like yourself, who is like yourself, who has a similar like class background or whatever to like surround yourself with. And it just, mm-hmm. it just becomes like a bunch of mirrors just like reflecting each other instead of like making room for different like across differences and across cultures and across classes and yeah so i thought that was a really interesting um term to kind of like bring into the discourse the meritocracy that makes sense at the same time i'm going to throw a different view on it which is when you find good people who you work well with why wouldn't you continue working with them yeah Mm -hmm. You know, because I mean, you're old and you've done it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it also has to do with to the era, the era of filmmaking that he came from too. Like he came from like the era of like a tour cinema where right. everyone he was surrounded by was making like this clear vision of like themselves. And so, if he finds people who is who is like helping him make that vision to right. the best that he knows, like why is he gonna work with someone who might not? get his vision across right at the end of the day he's an auteur he wants his vision right he you know that's it's, true it's like he's he's old you Sounds know it's like hard to change his ways. Uh, how much good art can you make when you're comfortable Ooh. why do they he's make you work and you like why do they make you work in group projects when you're in college i think it's like yeah. you know what i mean like not to but you know, I get that, though. Yeah. I get that. If I found people that, like, they get me when I say things, why would you want to... But you have good chemistry. Because you, you have to make a movie. Yeah. I mean, making a movie is, is as, 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 any, as anyone who's just been involved in a, in a 48-hour film challenge knows, yeah. it's yeah. a pain in the neck, you know? <laughs> and it's like true. someone's going to have to, like, step on some toes. True and story. you're going to have to find people to work <laughs> together, <laughs> you know? You're going to get angry at each other. You're going to, you're going to be fighting. You're going to have a deadline to meet, and you've got to be able yeah. to, you know? I mean, it's like making a movie is, a, is hard to do, period. And if you find people who help you, to, who, who can help you to get the job done and do it well i mean yeah i have a confession the first day of after the the first 24 hours of the film challenge right or the first day i like i hated everyone in my group mm-hmm. i wanted to quit <laughs> i was like this close i had to be talked off off the ledge you yes. know yes and but then yeah like by the end of the film like we were like super close mm-hmm. we all respected each other mm-hmm. we had newfound appreciation so it's like yeah i really would like to work with these people again most of them and that doesn't <laughs> and, and that doesn't always happen yeah, you know no, i mean sometimes it's, it's, it's right sometimes it's, it's you 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 come to a point where you hate everyone and you just keep on hating them worse and worse <laughs> So becomes a cancer that consumes right, yeah. right. So <laughs> if you're directing and you have a group of performers who who you know get you and work with yeah. work well with you and and I mean that's, that's a yeah. that's a that's an incredible blessing yeah. you know as a, as a filmmaker. A blessing, yeah. I think for me, um, I, I agree it's a blessing, but I think at a certain point I would be like, if I'm too, I get uncomfortable when I'm too comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, 
You feel but, like you're doing the same thing over and, and over again. And if we got this circle of, of great energy that's going on, I'm like, I, I have to have more faith that if I found 10 people that would work really well with, there's more, more out there right. that would work really well yeah. with us. New, that's inviting new people talent, into your new circle. blood, right? It's like... I'm, and well, I would, like, recognize your, your weaknesses. He's old. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay, like, <laughs> but, you know, when he made silence, I mean, he brought... He, like, he, he had worked with Liam Neeson before, and but not extensively. He had never... I don't think he'd ever worked with... Mart, uh, uh, with uh, with uh, Adam Driver before, um, who, who 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 else was it? Charlie uh, Hunnam, uh, Andrew no. Garfield, Andrew Garfield, right, right. Um, so he had never worked with with that group of actors before. So I mean, the movies that Martin Scorsese is recognized for are about Italian gangsters for the most part. Mm-hmm. He's made a lot of other movies that aren't about Silence, Italian gangsters. I saw Silence and I was shocked by how silenced Silence was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I barely, you know, it didn't get any like press attention i think so like yeah i i saw it on a plane and i was like oh martin scorsese silence huh mm-hmm. like and, and i and i watched it and i was like wow this movie is crazy it's like so touching and like you know it, it mm-hmm. was intense it was an it intense, was intense movie yeah. and it and it didn't it didn't appear anywhere. it didn't it didn't Can, yeah. yeah i just i just don't want to spend like all the time talking about scorsese yeah please yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he gets enough uh airtime mm-hmm. but a little more maybe about like hustlers is like I really liked that it was like a mishmash of like black comedy and like the crime, you know, drama and like uh, Scafaria, I think, um, who who directed it and wrote it. Yeah, she wrote it and, and directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she like I don't understand w- yet yeah, why like yeah t- who who has more like yeah um ideas about why it got why it got snubbed or like the virtues of the film and did anyone else see hustlers or i didn't i didn't get yeah. a chance to see it so why didn't you see it <laughs> why didn't I? Oh. yeah like personally like it, it gave me uh, i'll be honest it yeah. gave me um like a bridesmaids vibe or like mo- this is what my mom watches when she wants to get drunk with her mom first <laughs> you know this, that gave me those vibes Okay. So it was like similar to Ford versus Ferrari, where it's like dad it's a dad vibes. movie. Yeah, you thought this. I, th- was that's the, that was the commercials, you know, and yeah. that, that's how I felt like it was marketed. I mean, I looked at it, and my mom was like oh, J Lo, <laughs> and just it, from there, and then it was like these shots that it was it was very much like that movie. Um, it looked like that movie. Uh, it was about somebody. We were talking about it. Uh, it's not like Bridesmaids, but it was like a movie. Yeah, I know. There was like a murder. <laughs> like it was a comedy about all the, just all these yeah. women. It just looked like it looked okay. Yeah. So, but I'm beginning <laughs> to think I don't know what it's about. Right. Is it kind of like the oceans? That new oceans? No, movie? no, the new oceans movie. I didn't think was that great. Um, but I really thought Hustlers was good, and I think it's like that. Like we're almost. I don't know if we're like internalizing like the male gaze, but it's like. Um, oh, this movie is clearly, like like you said, it's, like, about sisterhood, or, like, there's, like, you know, I don't know, whatever, like, it's cheesy, you know, and so, um, yeah, I don't, I think we need to, like, really do the work to, like, also unlearn some of this, like, internalized misogyny that we, yeah. that we all have, it's, like, oh, it's a strip, like, I thought, for, at first, I was, like, oh, like, and being, quote-unquote, the sex-positive, like, film <laughs> slut, right, like, it's, like, um, I was like, oh, this is just a movie about a bunch of hot girls, you mm. know, like also initially that was like my knee jerk reaction. Um, also so. maybe it has something to do with how it was marketed and just how, you know, and like how, uh, cause 
it, it, I think it's one of those movies too. Just based on what you're saying, it's like yeah. you can't get a good feel from it from these thirty second trailers, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I would have marketed it, but I definitely just got the the impression that it was a movie about hot girls slash sisterhood. But but once you get there, like I was like really like just like compa- like gripped like every scene, you know, like and you really all the characters end up being sympathetic and it wasn't cheesy. Like I thought Cardi B was also going to kill it. But, like, in a bad way. Not, oh, <laughs> not, yeah. not like, kill it positively. Because um, I love Cardi B, but also, right, I felt just like, oh, maybe she's just going to, I don't know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think this, the film is, like, complicated, and that was great. And so I'm, I'm, I'm personally, like, offended that it didn't get any, like, Oscar recognition. From a technical standpoint, did anything, like, stick out in Hustlers? I think the performances were were lovely. Um, I think I don't know. I don't think anything was like spectacular in like cinemat- cinematography or lighting or anything like that. But I think the story itself was like good enough. The acting was superb. The storytelling was like was more intricate because it was like um, a ser- like interviews, you know, and it wasn't just linear. There was like um, moving in time was like backwards and forwards. So. Yeah. I just found a really nice little info here that the shooting lasted 29 days. Oh, wow. For Hustlers? Mm-hmm. So is that a long time? Is that oh, that's, that's, that's really that's short. Yeah. Really short. Uh, that's really short. And that the budget for the film was $20.7 million. That's low. That's low? Yeah. That's low? I mean, for a, for a Hollywood movie? Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's cheap. Well, yeah. I mean... At the high end, you're talking what two hundred million? Yeah, yeah. I think that's average, 250, right? Two fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Million is like an average. Yeah. So yeah. I Was mean, it? that's yeah. yeah. So I, I think given all that, and I know like all of it went to salaries. Like I, I remember Cardi B saying that um, she she wanted to do more film because the paycheck was good. You know, it was better than the music industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, I'm glad that it like they compensated their actors well, but. Yeah. So what do we say about the what do we since you, since you were talking about performances yeah. do, do we have any strong uh, opinions about excellent performances that were nominated or or other performances that ought to have been in either leading or supporting categories uh, I would say Willem Dafoe in the Lighthouse are you talking about are you, 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 think, general, you think he was snubbed for 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 that I think so I think he did a pretty good job of of creating like a but could, but how I mean can you say that because could you even understand him half the time I could okay right. I could I, could, I will say that, that weird that, that weird pirate brogy thing that he was doing through it all was just like uh, you're a fan of me lobster ain't you yeah um, yeah it was it was a little like tough and I did see it a second time so I, oh, okay. I caught whatever yeah. I didn't catch whatever, the first time yes yes rewatched it that's the thing is I I didn't rewatch it so but I, no but I thought he, time, I thought he was really good too I thought at, he was really good at too. the same time I I feel like the fact that he was that difficult to speak to is is, is how that character should have been because mm. he is like this like secluded mm-hmm. uh, you know. I don't know what part of England or where, and it was, wherever they're at. It no, was, they were yeah. up in 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 the, in Canada. There wasn't it like a like a 
wasn't it wasn't it all from Nova Scotia or something like that or maybe it was maybe it was US but it wasn't they were they were in the they were in the uh, North America oh they were yeah oh I didn't even mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was hard to tell because see because you couldn't understand had, anything like, they were saying yeah right right but uh, yeah I mean I don't know I feel like he he played how he should have been I feel like part of him being like hard to understand mm-hmm. works for what what he was playing. I, I mean, thought the performance was kind of hammy, but in a good way. You know, okay. I mean, I really like, you know, sometimes those just like over the top kinds it's a, it's of It's okay kinds to be campy, you know, especially in horror. Oh, in that, you know, yeah, it like, worked perfectly in that. Yeah. And, and Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. See, yeah. there you go. But yeah, and, and to go back a little bit to, I think, clarifying to Hustlers with Cardi B, I think what I was concerned with was like Cardi B being too campy, mm-hmm. right? But she pulled it off, like, you know, she, she acted well. So, and, and there's nothing wrong with camp is what I wanted to say. It just like depends on the genre. And I guess it's part of the humor too in Hustlers, which mm-hmm. is like, so. Um, but yeah. it could bring in, I, I could see how that could bring an element into the movie that's like, pushes it too far in a direction of comedy as opposed right. to right like I see what you're saying. getting a little right. slapstick or right. something whatever um yeah what, what do you what do you all think about other like performance snubs well instead of talking about a snub yeah one i just want to i just want to throw my full support behind laura dern getting the best supporting actress for marriage story okay and also oh. antonio banderas for his leading actor nom for um pain and glory pain and glory yes what do you all think about the Nori Gloria? Um, I completely agree with Pain and Glory and Antonio Banderas. Like, I did not even recognize him, like, as an actor in any of the previous work that I've seen of him. And I think he just embodies that so character good. so he's really well. Good. Yeah. He's, he's and, like, movie, I just loved that movie. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing. It was so aesthetically pleasing. Like, it was just, it was just so great. Mm-hmm. Really, it was, all the performances were amazing. What was the other mm-hmm. film that you said? Yeah. You, you said uh, Laura Dern and Marriage Story? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, I don't know if maybe i'm i'm like uh, just because i have like a like I, i've always liked him but i feel like ray liotta didn't get one for supporting actor and he played the same role but for Adam i Driver see see but i don't think he played the same role i think it was a i think it was a different role because i think that like one of the one of the things that the movie did is they split the 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 male lawyer into two characters. Yeah. And so you've got the Ray Liotta is the asshole character, and then, and then the Alan yeah, Alda yeah, yeah. is the like the the like nice guy mm-hmm. lawyer character, right? And she and she and, and Laura Dern was like both of those together. So yeah. she's both an asshole and and someone who's like caring and supportive. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so like to be able to do both of those things together and to and to weld them together as well as she did, I just thought I thought that was. Uh, that was a mesmerizing performance. Yeah, I to did. Me. I did. Comp- I did forget about the other lawyer because he was just such a. He was such a. He just made me so angry in the movie. The the lawyer where he's like, "Oh no, it'll be okay. Don't worry. We won't. We won't get into court. We won't like." Yeah. yeah. He, he was. He just. I erased him from the movie, but and I also just love like I love. But he ended Ray. up being right. I mean, he was the. He did. Yeah. 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 But I I didn't like Ray Liotta and Laura Dern together on screen was like I really loved their like. Their back, back and, and forth, forth was like, Their I loved it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to talk about uh, Lupita being left out of Us, Aquafina from Farewell, and um, uh, Cynthia Erivo from Harriet? Well, she, was, Harriet she was she nominated. She was nominated. Yeah. Yeah. But what about Lupita and Aquafina? Well, Matt, you saw uh, Us. I saw some of Us, and I was too creeped out to keep going. But, like, because she was so good. <laughs> she and, was so creepy. It was just really creepy, and I don't do that kind of stuff. But, like, it, it was just so good. And um, 
I mean, it also has to do with the character. Like, I mean, you're playing, like, two people. But, like, um, I don't think that everyone can do that. I don't think that if you put, put, well, you know, why didn't they cast Scarlett Johansson? But, um... That was, that was a joke. Oh my god! I just want you to know. Yeah, that everyone should know this. Um, this is a, this is yes. a joke. And she, Lupita was just so so. <laughs> I just felt like new too. Like I was like, I haven't seen her be like this, and it's uncomfortable. But that's awesome, you know. Like it was so good because she's tradition. She's like initially she was in. She's just a model, right? Like she was a model, or am I Lupita? Yeah. Yes. She, she was like a model, and then she became. She started. So. Bearing that in mind, yeah. I feel like that performance was crazy for somebody. Like, it was so well, like, so well performed. Yeah. When you consider something like that, like, she's pretty, pretty fresh as far as, like, other actors, actresses in that, or in that category or for, for best actress. She's, she's fairly new and she had a lot of range. Like, like you said, she played yeah. two different people and she, and she really did a good job in, like, creeping, creeping you out. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a horror, so I don't know if maybe that's why. Well, yeah, maybe it's the right, like the maybe high brow thing. You can't like, do horror. Mm-hmm. Well, like yeah. if you're acting like a creepy person, that's not acting. Yeah, you know? right. And I was just, I'm like looking at the New Yorker, um, talking about uh, best actresses, and it said uh, for the example of Judy, which Renee Zell, Zell- I don't even know how to say Renee right. Zellweger. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's here. I just want to quote it. It says. Um, just look at Judy for which Renee Zellweger appears to have the best actress prize in the bag. It's the kind of performance that attracts trophies like moths, a bee-wigged impersonation of a legendary showbiz figure. Rainy Malik playing yes, Freddie Mercury. Exactly, right. with extra points for singing and self-destruction. And then he wrote literally, see Rainy Malik. <laughs> right. Right, so right, it's exactly. like this, like, romanticization of, like, right, showbiz Well, people. so, so A, yes. B, there's, there's it's, it's, it seems to me really unimaginative on the part exactly. of audiences to find that what makes a good acting performance is if you imitate someone else, you know? I mean, to, yeah. to and, and to me, it seems like, actually, this, so this is, this is, imagine... Okay, so instead of imitating someone else, what you're doing as an actor is imitating a person who doesn't exist. And you have to come up with that other person who doesn't exist. Okay. Now, that's the bigger challenge than imitating, than having that reference real, point. Yeah, right? exactly. But anytime you're acting, if you're really doing it right, that's what you're doing, is mm-hmm. you're inventing another personality and yeah. you're inhabiting this other person. But it seems like a, a lack of imagination on the part of audiences where we see that, like, well, mimesis is the greatest measure of, you know, acting ability. And so if you're able to look like and sound like yeah. this other person yeah. who we all you have as a yeah. reference point well that's how we measure what a good yeah. performance is it's like this simulacrum of like you know yeah it's a similar to like the real life figure check mark we can right. we, we have like a checkpoint right it's a right. test right. that's the test right right it's like seeing trump law as the as the highest form of art right like seeing what uh, paintings that that actually imitate something to the degree where yeah. where you can't tell the difference yes. between the painting and what yeah. it's representing, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. right? I think that's yeah, that's a pity that yeah, Renee Zellweger. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm also going to give a shout out to Jonathan Price, which I know that we had talked about this before, but I I I thought that he was really really good in the Two Popes, and um, I have been told by 
native Spanish speakers that his accents <laughs> in the movie were, were, were pretty on point, even though he's a non-Spanish speaker. Um, um, but I also, I mean, it's just he's been around for so long and he's never, I don't think he's ever gotten an Oscar nomination before. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, it just, it just, it just makes me feel warm and, and, mm-hmm. and, and cozy that, that he got it, he got a nomination. Hopefully nominations are enough, you know. Yeah, do you get like a salary like like raise if you've been Oscar? If your agent can work one out for you, yeah. yes. Okay. Hmm, okay. So getting nominated might be enough. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, from my research I did for the article on, on how Oscar nominating or and voting works, mm-hmm. it's enough to get you into the academy. If you're nominated? If you've been nominated for any of the categories. Mm. Just the nomination is enough to like get you into the academy. Mm-hmm. So if that's that's uh, worth anything to them, I don't know. Does anyone know about? Um, or did anyone watch the the Theron Charlie's the bombshell film? I did not. I did not. Nope. 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 <laughs> it looks. Um... <laughs> so you, I know that there were some strong opinions about editing yes. that um, oh, yeah. that some people have, and and Emily I know has some particularly strong views about the Irishman. Yes. Um, okay. So I I'm here to make a statement about the Irishman. <laughs> so prepared a statement. I, oh. I, I felt very strongly um, a few days ago when I watched the Irishman because um, I noticed some continuity issues in some of the cuts and they're very minor very i i don't even know how i noticed them and if i saw the movie again i'd probably not notice them because it's just so long you get lost in the movie um but but there were some i was so bored i was actually paying attention to the editing yeah exactly you were really trying yes to keep watching exactly um i see i see and okay so so and then you know uh, I, I somebody pointed out to me that um, I, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, um, and also that the editor was a woman, and so automatically I was like, "Oh, I'm going to cut her slack," and then I was like, "No, I'm not going to cut her slack." But then I was thinking about it, and well, I don't know if that's her fault. Like, I don't know if that's the editor's fault. Uh, well, that's part of the point of when, when you're when you're when you're doing it when you're when you're just making a decision about editing because obviously, like in the in the modern movie making process, the director is 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 right there with the editor working together with them, right? right. So, what part of this is the editor's responsibility? What part is the director's and, responsibility? And right? what are they working yeah. with? What the DP gave them? Right, right. Exactly. And and so and the things I saw, they were like efforts to fix like they were like efforts to to mesh something together obviously they didn't get it in one right. go so there was an issue with an actor there you know and this is the best that they i it felt like this is the best they can do can you be more specific about the continuity issues like was it like so there yeah. was this one cut where uh if anyone wants to go back and look where uh jimmy hoffa is just released from jail and uh-huh. he is talking to reporters uh-huh. and He's talking to reporters. He's talking about how he's going to go on vacation with his wife, and then he's going to get back his union. And this man passes the screen, and then there is this cut where the background changes to the exact same background, only it's shifted just a little bit, and the people behind Jimmy Hoppe change. So it's clearly a different camera setup from yeah. from, yes. from the first shot. He's a little bit shot. more towards the back. Right. Yeah. Right. A little bit That's tilted a, to the to, other to side. To the second shot. Right. Right. Yeah. And then there's more microphones in there. I mean, it's just completely like right. weird. Um, but then it just feels like that's probably what they gave them. So, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's I don't know you know and and then what can you judge an editor for right I, just yeah. the editor is doing the vision of the of the director yeah and, and working with so I mean I think I, so like part of it I think is is like you can't I, some of it you can't sort out right mm-hmm. and then and then and then the other part of it for me is just well there's a lot more that goes into editing than just making sure you have continuity right I mean I mean editing has to do with pacing mm-hmm. um, um, the 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 where and how the narrative is, is is interwoven the use of cross cuts and where and how they happen the 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 purposeful use of different kinds of cuts in order to establish different angles on the scene you know all of those kinds of things so yeah i don't know i i the irishman seemed fine to me i don't know i i was neither i don't think i was thrilled i don't think i was thrilled nor was i nor was i particularly upset at any of the editing categories editing choices myself other than joker <laughs> Which <laughs> can you go on a Joker rant? <laughs> yeah, I, I I could rant on Joker. Yeah, you know all do. day. But I thought that the thing, the problem I I th- I had with the cinematography, I thought was exacerbated by the editing. I think that that in the process worse. of I think in the process of choosing the different cuts and and shots that it exacerbated the problems of of just like a visual mishmash mm-hmm. as opposed to sort of welding everything together. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, I, that's my own, that's, I, I could be wrong about that too. I don't think you know, are. Um, it annoyed me. <laughs> and I was, I just was annoyed watching that movie for a number of reasons. Yeah. yeah. I just saw it. it yeah. Um, I was just, I just looked at it and then at the end I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is just so so much to take in. This is the bigger this so is the bigger bigger question, right? I think that we're like kind of skirting around is does Joker deserve to be all over the Oscars? No. Does it deserve to what? To be nominated for so many Oscars. Oh, of course not. Why is it being That's not even a question. That's not even a question. That's not even a question. <laughs> Why is it being worth it? Francisco, Phil, the film bro, the, the tech over uh, is silent today, but he's given the stink eye to me <laughs> for, about that. You know, but Francisco, the film bro, can you you want to talk a little bit about Joker and why you think it deserves? I think I think for me, I'm also I'll, a supporter. This is not of it. Francisco, the yeah. film bro, speaking no, right is, now. By the way, this, this is, is this Matthew, is Matthew. The film. Intern. <laughs> um, so I did think, I did think for best picture it definitely deserved it. And cinematography, I will fight you slightly on it because I do think that there were certain scenes, the bathroom scenes, where it, it cinematography made a difference. And with other people that I watched, <laughs> I, always rolling rolling on I have a friend who I have a friend who describes it as bathroom tai chi. You know, it's just like how do I how do I make someone how do I say someone's crazy? Have them do bathroom tai chi. You know, I mean that's like it. Just I'm sorry. It was. It no, was. What do you think was the first? What was? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. The um, first part that you. There's said some interesting you... lighting effects in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Lighting, light, uh-huh. yeah, color choices for the, for that for the bathroom scenes and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, I yeah. thought were were cool. They okay. were cool. And I want to disagree. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were cool, and I, you know, other people that I watched it with who weren't, you know, they're not necessarily like film buffs. Yeah. That that made a difference to them. Okay. It, it impacted them. Okay. And I think when you think of something like Best Picture, when you're yeah. thinking of everybody, like you know, it's it's a film that it's overall like the best. 
and something that that was like I guess relevant and you think it was spectacular not overall the best a, but like quality of spectacularness I think so I think it did it, did, it was a spectacle <laughs> I will agree to that it was a spectacle yeah I mean it had that it had that it had that quality to it yeah absolutely sure I felt like I didn't notice anything on the technical side that was um wow uh, to me, I, as was... opposed to Parasite. I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Parasite, Parasite, yeah. Parasite was Thank you. was a phenomenal f- for Best Picture. I'm not going to say Joker deserves deserves to win. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I will say it did deserve to be there. A domination. Parasite for me uh, is the I best mean, picture. I thought yeah. I thought the story was wonderful and and all of the technical aspects of it, it married amazing. with the story perfectly. Created a, I mean, we, you know, there's a different visual style. So, I, so like Joker had was it felt like a visual mishmash, whereas Parasite felt like a symphony. a a, a re, yes, it was right, a symphony. right, right. Yes. I mean, you have these different kinds of visual styles, but they're purposeful and they come together at different places for different specific mm-hmm. kinds of reasons. You and know, I was just so amazed, like as an audience member, like how like gripped, like how it was such an, a roller coaster of emotions. Yes, mm-hmm. like I haven't felt that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, like ever. Like I was trying to think of the last film that I felt like you know like. Like sadness and like it took you on this ride and and like social like just the critique like the intelligence of it like I was stimulated mm-hmm. on every level yeah, of my yeah, being yeah, you know yeah and like I was like I was turning around while I was watching it to to um, shout out to to Stephanie from Film Initiative mm-hmm. and I didn't realize I was like grabbing her at some parts that was were so like. Um, like horror s. Yes, yes. You know, I was like, right. no, like I couldn't even, and I didn't even. I was like, I can't remember the last time I went to the person next to me and didn't even realize I was grabbing them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like that's like I did. I wasn't even in control of my body anymore. The movie was controlling my like my body, and that was yeah. I've yeah, never I mean, felt that's it's an that experience. Before. Just completely through and through from the moment you walk in you sit down to the moment you finish and yeah the lights go you're on different. You're, you're completely you're different, different. It's, yeah you don't you're never the same <laughs> no movie will ever compare not a good no at least for me yeah nothing will ever compare. and i think that's like the genius of like marrying horror to other genres right mm-hmm. because horror does have that that magic of like changing your nervous system yeah, while you're right. watching mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But it was just so brilliant because it wasn't just horror. It was social right. commentary. It was social like there was comedy. Criticism. There was comedy. There was yeah. Does it is it too far and out of what gets not what wins best picture because of all that or um I mean insofar as it it's not uh, an American picture and actually has subtitles, yes. Um I think that would be the only reason Right. For me, why it would possibly not win? I think that, that I think that I think that reason? I think that, I don't think it's a valid reason, yeah. but I think it might happen. Yeah, I. Th- yeah. <laughs> Basically, I think 1917 is going to win. Mm, yeah. really? I, it, it was a good movie. That's, I mean, but I haven't seen Parasite, and I'm sure I'm going to like you Parasite would, more. You would love it more. You would like, love it, knowing Absolutely. who you are. You would, yeah, you would be as a big of a fan as I am. <laughs> I wish we could yeah. have runner-ups. Yeah. Life needs to be more nice. You know? <laughs> Runner-ups, yeah, like, needs to be more show. nice. Do you want to comment a little bit about, like, on your article, how you said um, the the Oscars is, like, very aware of its, like, problematic uh, whiteness, and so they yeah. try to balance it with the... 
So I don't know if I just look for problems and maybe that's what it that's what it is. <laughs> but um, if you look at the nominations, there there is like for ev- I mean, there's one person of color per category it seems to be, or or person of color involved thing or something about a person like presenting. Of, um, or no, in the, actual in the nominations. In the nomination. okay. Oh, but in presenting, <laughs> um, just to present the nominations, you had two two people of color. Um, I don't remember who exactly, but yeah, two people of color, and then the the presenters are all over the, which is awesome. Like Lemuel Miranda, um, yeah. Anthony, uh, Anthony Ramos, yeah, uh, all all kinds of people are, are presenting, and that's really good um, because you know it, it. But it puts on a show that like we it's like diversity theater. Diversity theater. Yes, like security <laughs> theater is like diversity theater. Like, oh, look at us. Like, we are uh, inviting you to our stage. Yeah, to our party. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can serve the awards to yeah. the white people, but you can't win Yeah, them. again, that's bold. Like, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, it's so distasteful. And it, and it does feel, um, and I don't, you know, I don't know if it, if it matters, but it does feel like the nominations at a certain point are tokenized. Like, it's like, Oh yes, we have to put one person in there that's uh, not white or or not. I mean, like, and then it's and then it's like <laughs> they didn't even to- bother to tokenize uh, best director. Yeah, but, you know. Um, well, no. So they have uh, the the director for Parasite, and I yeah. think they think that was enough. They're like, oh, we don't have to do a woman. We don't have you know what Bong, I mean? Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's like all this like, and then I just don't think that's why are they policing? enough. Yeah. Like, I don't think one nomination. For you know, one international nomination is is enough. Why can't they have like another org, like a che- like an organization that checks for like diversity, like literally, like or like a consultant of some kind to the these like people that are are nominating and say like, look, like, sorry, but five out of your nine films are all bro films, or like, you know, like would wouldn't the wouldn't it benefit from that from like. I guess it'll just happen once, like when when we have more people who are dead. Yeah, (laughs) well, maybe. I I think you know. Well, I mean, when you have different people in the academy, what what I mean, the the movie industry is more diverse now than it once was. It's also true that the diversity that has made its way into the movie industry is diversity that we probably don't recognize as diversity anymore. Right? Exactly. So if you so mm-hmm. so today's t- so there will be more diversity that works its way into the film industry because of various people pushing for it. In thirty years, will the kinds of diversity that that enters now still seem like diversity? Well, that's what like or will Ho- right right Joaquin Phoenix right was in his speech like talking about the systemic. Uh, racism that's inherent in like in awards from BAFTA to Oscars, mm-hmm. and it's like. It's up to the white men to dismantle it. Like, it shouldn't be the job of people of color who are trying to produce these films and trying, you know, like, working so hard to just, like, make the thing happen to show up that, you know, it's it's up to the people in power. It's up to Martin, as we were talking about, yeah. to start dismantling it. Because if not, we're not going to see it in our lifetime. And they should be talking to, like, young people. I guess what I'm saying is the fact that we, you see Martin Scorsese as white man number one yeah. is evidence of diversity having worked its way into the film industry. 
mm. because there wasn't always a time when Italian Americans were a prominent part of the, a prominent prominent <sighs> right. yeah. presence behind the camera, right? Yeah, but we no longer are the, like Italian Americans have been assimilated into like dominant culture, right? Well, right, right. He's saying so. that you know you can get assimilated, like you know it, it happens, it, it works, like yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's just very slow. Yeah, very yeah. slow. It's too slow. Well, I think. I mean, this is a bad year to say it, but I think uh, female, like you know, women have been invited in um, a lot, and just generally, um, maybe because they had to give them a category. (laughs) And I really hope we don't do that with people of color. (laughs) That would suck. Um, There should just be a best director category, in my opinion, and whatever. Um, Or I mean, there is. Yes, right. But I, I'm sorry. So there was a conversation where they were saying that we should add a, a, a woman director category, and I'm like, no, there should just be a yeah, a, and then just I don't know, and, you know, yeah, I see, I, I agree. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah this yeah. should be a woman director category because otherwise, like if we just had best actor or actress, yeah. you know, you wouldn't get right because yeah. it's like the roles for women are 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 not nearly as meaty across the board as the roles for yeah. men, right? Right. And with that, (laughs) if you would like to continue hearing our conversations, debacle with us, debate with us, (laughs) please be sure to check out our Oscar watch party this Sunday, February 9th at 7 p.m. Yes, come come argue with us. Yeah. Argue <laughs> Do with not us. come alone. Commissary. Come yeah. with your friends, the person that you like punch when something happens in the movie. <laughs> come with that person. <laughs> I am hoping that this will be like the Super Bowl for any film fan. Yes, yes. exactly. Let's let's try to make it as engaging and well attended <laughs> yeah. as a Super Bowl party. And with that, thank you everyone. Um and and uh, I am going to be filling in for the film bro this week. Oh really? What? Yes. The five yes. minutes with film bro is now the five minutes with El Dottore? Yes, that's what that's what we have today. <laughs> or or five minutes with the fake film bro is is, is, is <laughs> I guess is I guess what we'll, we'll, we'll be doing this week. Nice. Okay. Okay. So do we have an intro for this or anything? It's like I don't know. No? Okay. No, no. Right. Just jump so, away. So. Yo! Chill! Okay, so no there's a, so there we continue. go. So now okay. now we can officially begin the film bro. I mess with the film bro. <laughs> so what we're what we're gonna be doing here is I'm going to describe a movie to you. Mm-hmm. And it is your job to uh, figure out what it is. Nice. Right? Okay. So here we go. Number one. Oh god. <laughs> Performer becomes increasingly obsessed over what color her outfit is going to be. This is the dark side of Step Up we never get to see. So this is a film? This is a film. In 2020? No, mean, no, no, no. These are previous Oscar nominees all, right? And oh. in some category oh, or another, the these were all Prada? nominated for... for, 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 for no, it is not The Devil Wears Prada. Can you repeat that again? Performer becomes increasingly obsessed over what color her outfit is going to be. This is the dark side of Step Up we never get to see. Oh, 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 um, The Black Swan? Yes, oh, very I good. was thinking that one. Very good. Oh, my goodness. Dark okay. okay, all right, number two. I know, that threw me off. That threw me off. All right, number two. Film Bro is one of the, on the few, side. One of the, so so it, it, film, film Bro, this is appropriate. Uh, one of the few good dad movies with everything your dad likes. Guns, tension, and very outdated haircuts, and Cormac McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Pure silence. We're all thinking. Guns, there. cars, 
haircut. No, guns, tension, guns, tension, and very outdated haircuts, and Cormac McCarthy. Oh, see. Can you give me a No, I can't give you, I can't tell you who Cormac McCarthy is. This is based on, this is this. the movie is based on a novel by Cormac McCarthy. Oh, it's a novel, okay. Repeat the three. Is it a thriller? He said guns, tension, and outdated haircuts. Okay, wait, 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 here's a clue, here's a clue. Um, 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 it won for Best Supporting Actor. This was only a few years ago. How many years ago? This is like oh, five years wait, ago, maybe. So many yeah. things have guns. And guns and what? Wait, give, give guns, us tension, for best and outdated haircuts. Outdated haircuts. One for drive. Best Supporting Actor. Drive? Drive. drive. Second clue? Drive. Second clue? Yes, yes. Second clue. Friendo. Friendo. That's a funny term. Friendo. Oh. Baby driver? Yeah, the baby driver. No, 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 but that will lead us to the third clue, which is that it's a modern day western. Is it like a? There's a shepherd. There's a shepherd. There's a sheriff. There's a sheriff in the movie. (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, yeah, it's a Tarantino film, right? Mm -mm. No, Mm -mm. close, but not quite. I don't know. It's literally a western. Oh, 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 oh! Is there? Is it like a very star-studded cast or? Mm, depends on what you consider stars. Why? Not what were you thinking? No, I'm thinking about this western that was like pretty recent, and it just has a bunch of like big Hollywood, like it's a, a modern Pratt day, it's a modern day western, a modern, modern day western. western. It's not a right. like American western, spaghetti western, what American we- like a oh, modern day okay, western story. It. So it's taking it place today in the West, mm. in the U.S. Is it like on um, the that stupid musical? It's 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 got it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's shares it shares it shares um, um, a, a, an <laughs> actor on, it shares it shares an actor with both. Well, it shares one actor with <laughs> the, <struggle. laughs> the men. In, it shares one actor with the Men in Black franchise, uh, and it shares uh-huh. another actor with the James Bond franchise. Oh, so oh, Will Smith and Bright? Craig? No, Bright wasn't on. Yeah, there. Will Smith is Daniel Craig. Is and Daniel what Craig. I'm thinking of, but I can't. But those aren't the those no. aren't the actors. Oh, 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 oh. So what was the white guy with Will Smith? I don't remember. Daniel him. Craig. No, is that him? Oh. of the James Bond with with um. The alien movie. The uh, alien, the Men in Black. Yeah, the white uh, aliens. Issue, not yeah. aliens. Men in Black. Men in Black. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I give up. I give up. <laughs> it's 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 no country for old men. Oh, oh. I never saw it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. So number three. This is the last one. Okay. 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 You guys, you guys will get this. Okay. Young girl has to work for a bunch of spirits and fairies in order to free her parents. It doesn't advertise itself as a horror film, but it's pretty horrifying at times. Spirited uh, Away? Yes. Uh, oh, well, love Spirited Away, yeah. So that was your five minutes with the film, bro. Um, film, bro, we oh, miss you. Get that better. Okay. <laughs> and what else do we have? Drink tea. To, to close things out. Are we... Goodbye. Are, are we done? Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks See you for listening. listening. October 9th, GC 140. October, February. February 9th. February 9th. <laughs> Bravissimo.